whenever you're ready. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Association of Common Sense Masculinity is proud to present the exciting, the thought-provoking Can-Am Soup, an entertaining, genuine, and often meandering conversation between two friends. And now, the stars of our show, Jeremy Gertz and Todd Fuss. Hey, Todd. How's it going, brother? Good, Jeremy. How about you? Oh, doing good, man. Doing good. Today's uh, Steph and my 22nd wedding anniversary. Ooh, happy anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, one of these days you'll have to tell us a secret of how you got such a wonderful lady to stay with you all well, these years. <laughs> you know, I gave the secret away at our wedding. <laughs> you know, they do the, the, I don't know, the speeches, the toast to the bride and this and that. And then I always have to go up and answer, right? The groom has something to say. And all I did was I went up there and I said, well, you know, after dating, like, I think we dated for three years. As after dating for three years, I feel so relieved that I can finally be myself again. And then I sat down. <laughs> I got the girl. I got the ring on the finger. But no, yeah. Well, it's good. We, uh, it's funny. Like, it's so busy right now. Like, kids running here and there, but we managed to. We went for a nice. Uh, Steph's birthday was on the 13th. And so we went to a nice Italian restaurant as a family, Reyes. And then tonight we're going, just Steph and I are going for Brazilian, uh, a Brazilian steakhouse. I've never done that before, so I'm looking forward to it. I think we've been to two. One was really good and one was good. Okay. Yeah. The real famous one here, uh, there's one in D.C., Fogo de Chao. That was really good, but one of the things I didn't like about any of either one I've ever been to um, is you like beef and you like lamb, you know, stay away from me with this chicken. Mm. You know, I'm not paying this much for a piece of chicken. Yeah. Bring the lamb. Yeah. That's fine. I've never had lamb before. Maybe I'll have it tonight. Mm, Lamb. Yeah. Yeah, did I say last week that we got little baby lambs? It did, right? Yeah. One of them died. Oh. That's how. That's I how should. it goes. Yeah. We know it's funny because we went to pick them up from the guy, and you know the the mom wasn't producing milk, blah blah blah, and then he's like, and just so you know, he's like a lot of a lot of these scammers on the you know Facebook marketplace and stuff say they're vaccinated and they're actually not, so I'm going to vaccinate them right here in front of you, and so I was like, oh, okay. And we got the little thing and gave each one of them the shot and told us what it was, showed us the bottom, like, okay. And then Steph looked it up and you're not there. They say these lambs aren't supposed to be vaccinated until they're like 20 weeks or something like that. <laughs> like you're, they're seven days old. And, and Steph was doing some research trying to figure out why this little guy died. Cause he was eating just fine. And then he kind of just had a hard time eating. He all of a sudden is like the next, like one day we went out and he was weak. And man, we had to spend hours with them. Well, not we, I never did any of it. I don't do that stuff, but Steph and the kids spent hours trying to get it to suck and it just had no desire to eat. And then it got so weak, it was pretty gross, like died in Steph's Steph's arms and stuff. Was it Sunday night or Monday it died, I think. But but yeah, and then looking it up, it's like you should not vaccinate. There's a certain age where you do not give them vaccinations because they can't handle it. So I'm wondering if that's what killed the little guy. 
he was also smaller because we got a male and a female and it, the, the male was quite a bit smaller and the female's doing great like she's it's hilarious it's like a little puppy dog as soon as you open oh. the door it just runs there and you you walk anywhere born, and it stays there right mm-hmm. and then their mommy died no oh okay mom had mastitis okay so she couldn't feed yeah and then they got rid of the baby very early right mm-hmm. wonder if they when whatever supplement they gave had the colostrum in it because without that you know infection and death can quickly set in yeah no it, it does like like he showed us what he was feeding and it's the right stuff and then we went and oh, bought that i just wondered right stuff. yeah because i just talked to somebody this week um and they they looked at me when i said the word colostrum like i was um questioning uh their mother's chastity or something oh, okay <laughs> um because they had a little piglet right and they had to feed but they don't have they didn't have access on a sunday to like pig formula mm. and there's some you know uh substitutes you can do and i'm like I get what you're saying because the person was like, well, you know, you know, I Googled it and it said, don't give them cow's milk because that can upset their tummy. Mm-hmm. So their solution to that was to use coffee meat or coffee creamer. <laughs> I'm like, Are you kidding me? You're going to wow. give the, the little piglet corn oil instead of, wow. you know, uh, what it, Use a low-fat milk, cow's mm-hmm. milk, yep. a lower fat, and it'll be just fine if you can't, and for today, you know, then get uh, pig formula tomorrow, but... Wow. Uh, Coffee meat. That stuff's, like, fully flammable. Uh, um, oh, no, the, the liquid coffee meat. Oh, you know? okay, okay. Because um, she would, the, the wife was like, well, isn't it the same thing as half and half? No. That's why it's called non-dairy creamer, and half yeah. and half is actually um, cream. I'm mm-hmm. Just saying, so, that's crazy. Anywho, um, so yeah, a lot of people that are like um, hobbyist, or they just get animals because they thought they were cute. Mm-hmm. They don't understand, you know, some of the not just nutritional things that animals need, but life or death things and colostrum is one of those mm-hmm. you know so anywho crazy huh they make a uh, uh what's the word um uh, a colostrum like additive oh, okay to put in milk or formula that's kind of generic across the range of barnyard animals, you know, hmm. yeah, it, it, it'll give them what they need. Not necessarily would it be from their species, but it'll have all the right stuff, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and that's something that you can have on hand. It, it's, it's, um, it's shelf life is a lot longer than regular, you know, you've milked it from mom colostrum. Yeah, yeah. And ultimately, all these formulas, anything you buy that's not natural is, 
obviously never going to be quite as good as the baby eating from its mom. I mean, some might be better than a, a particular mom's body. Yeah. Can, but uh, I just sent you a, a picture. Fourth year in a row, baby's born in the backyard. Oh, wow. That's cool. Little baby yeah. deer. Is she had a- twins this year. Huh. Is it the that, same deer? Yes. Less than 24 hours later, at least two years, last year and this year, it's been the same doe that gave birth. But Because um, she has a birthmark on the inside of one of her hind legs. Um, but less than 24 hours later, yeah, she's down to one kid. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Apropos for the topic, hey? It's just the nature of it. Yeah, yeah, that's just nature. And, and I could have gotten involved the day after that picture was taken, right before what I suspect was the loss. Um, but it's nature, mm-hmm. you know, cause I saw the, one of the babies come down the hill across the road, past my mailbox and in front of my fence and just completely freaked out. And it's trying to like run walk, um, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, Looking behind it, looking behind it, looking for mom. And then a minute or so later, mom comes down the hill just completely looking behind her, which is what I can assume is where the other one still is. And then the one in front, she's trying to, you know, track it. And she's doing that weird mama scream. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, I could kind of went out, but no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's nature. And... Yeah, it's vicious sometimes. Yeah, and who knows? I don't want to make friends with my deer burger before, you know. (laughs) It's before you shoot it. (laughs) No kidding. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Like, so we had a whole bunch of people. We probably had like 30 teenagers out here on Sunday afternoon. They had a blast and they all wanted to see the lambs and stuff like that. And, um, but but it's funny because, like, if you told those kids now, oh, yeah, one of the babies died. Um, they'd have been like, what? And they'd have been just, but that's just so normal. You know, like we had goats and we had this one goat that was pregnant and, um, she had twins and one of the twins was born without a developed butthole. (laughs) And that's a common thing. Like that's not a rarity. And so we watched this little baby, it lived for like three days. And what happens is it just starts bloating. And they say the best thing to do is just let it die on its own. And then it was kind of rough to watch because you could tell the mom knew something was wrong. And the mom was trying to do everything it could to help out the baby and this and that. And yep, just how it is, you know, like, and the same thing, like we got these two because sheep are a herd animal. And now we're like, okay, we either need to get another sheep or we sell this one to somebody who has little sheep. And it's kind of like, ugh, that's just part of it though. You know, like we got four cows and two of them died. And, and that was the same thing. They were, it was actually a worse situation because they were from a feedlot. And the cows that go to feedlot are not supposed to be pregnant. So um, the mom drops a calf at the feedlot. They just grab that thing, haul it out. They might give it a bottle. They might not. But they'll just take a picture of this little sucker, put it up on a classified, and hopefully somebody buys it before it dies. And so we got you can get them cheap. And we got four of them like that. But two of them just had such a rough start in life, you know. Those couple first days are critical for little animals. But that's just the reality of the world we live in. Yes, it is. But, yep, yep. Oh, so uh, I wanted to ask you about your, your. you got the 24-inch Mac, 
right? Yes. How is that screen? Is that a nice big size screen? Yes. Yeah. Because see, like I'm doing this past week, I've just been doing so much paperwork and I'm trying to set up, I'm trying to set up spreadsheets for everything in my life. Like part of this is because I'm like filing taxes and stuff like that. And so I'm going through all that, but I'm like, if I go through and I, I basically have all my receipts for everything and blah, 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 and I'm printing all this stuff and it's just a pain in the butt. Um, because the can uh, the Canadian Revenue guys, Service Canada, whatever, they went on strike. <laughs> and so they gave an extension for filing our taxes here. So I'm getting that done right now. But um, working on my laptop, like I've got the 16-inch MacBook Pro and... You know, like I, I don't ever feel like I need a bigger screen for like editing videos, but when I've got like three or four spreadsheets open at once, it stinks so bad. And I remember when I had an office job and that's what I did every day was like, look at spreadsheets and drawings. I never like, it was without question. You had dual monitor set up, right? And so I don't know, like I'm not, I'm not going to buy a new computer because this thing's working just fine, but I'm just wondering what size of display or if I want to like back then when I had um, dual monitors, monitors weren't as big as they are nowadays, you know, but I'm just wondering if like one, would you be able to look at like two, three spreadsheets at once on that screen? Do you think and, and comfortably Easy. work on them? Yeah. And one of the things that uh, I find weird about Apple among, you know, 400 other things, but every <laughs> other monitor manufacturer, including TVs and, um, telephones, everything, or mobile phones, is when they tell you the screen size, it's corner to corner, mm-hmm. right? This screen is 27, 26, and 5 eighths, corner to corner. Oh, it's 24 really? side to side. Really? So they say, oh, it's 24 inch. No, it isn't. That's crazy. But I have uh, three monitors set up here. Oh, do you? Uh, iMac in the middle with my two widescreen hps on either side look at you and then if i want i can cast to the 85 inch tv i have across the room wow see you you're command central there (laughs) (laughs) he's got his finger on the button (laughs) i'm shutting the world down (laughs) that's crazy so you so you're obviously used to multiple monitor monitor setups i've been and the reason i'm used to multiples is because at one point I didn't have, and I had an office job and one of them I had to do like a lot of reading or document review or spreadsheets or whatever. So I had my main monitor right in front of me, but the one I would like review paperwork on was turned portrait. Okay. And you could see, a little bit, about 115% size of a real sheet of paper oh, Okay. on the screen yeah. with border, you know, so hmm. it was awesome. Yeah. See, I'm looking at whether or not I want to get like, so I was looking at Apple store and if you buy an Apple display, they're like 1300 bucks. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. Um, and like I say, like, so I, when I, I don't know, I think my MacBook's like a 2019 so it's older, but I mean, it's still phenomenal. Like I spec this out pretty much as high as it could go when I bought it. So this thing's still like it's it does video like like honestly, there's no reason for me to buy a new computer and I'm going to visit. Usually I keep a MacBook for 10 years and then I upgrade. 
And so I just need more screen real estate. And I'm wondering whether I get something like a 27 inch or like two 23s. Like I don't want huge. Like I think there's a point where it's too bad. You see some of these guys, it's almost like two flat screen TVs sitting on their on their desk, like right in front of them. But like right now I'm working. Yeah, if you're doing video editing, that's one thing. Yeah. And if you're, I know a, a like a corporate accountant, mm-hmm. and he has enormous monitor, but it's for uh, special accounting spreadsheets. So. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so like I like right now I've got three spreadsheets I'm working on, and also like a, a PDF and and stuff like that, and. Man, I am just finding it so hard to go between everything. And it's kind of fun. Like, it's funny because I've been, like, yesterday all day, all I did was build these spreadsheets. And that's not something I do often. And in my mind, I always think, man, I hate paperwork. But when I get into it, oh, man, I was like three and a half hours in. And all of a sudden, I looked at my watch. I'm like, I haven't taken my, my eyes off the screen. Like, no, not listening to anything. And I'm just working. And once I get into it, man, I love it. But, um... But if I have to just be like, I'll say I'm making some knives and they're like, okay, why don't you just do some paperwork? I'm like, no, sorry, I don't do paperwork. I hate that. But when I get into it, I really enjoy it. But it is such a pain. Like literally I'm just working on my laptop and I'm constantly like, okay, which screen will, oh, and you're looking and it's like, okay, go window, this spreadsheet, okay, copy this, okay, link this. And I'm like, ugh, if I could have everything open, I saw this. They, what they say, it's like 20 to 30% increased efficiency having a dual monitor set up. And I totally would buy that. You know, just I might the, go higher depending on what you're doing. Yeah. And even like I was thinking for video editing too, it would be nice because then I can have my, you know, my editing suite open on one screen and then all my files on the other. Because a lot of times I'm like, okay, where's this file, this file? Okay, click, 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 you know. Um, I don't know. I think I might do that. And the other thing I want to get is a... A keyboard like a, a Mac keyboard with the number pad on it because I've entered so many numbers and if you're just doing those little that little line bar at the top of your keyboard that is so slow oh especially I used to be really good at the one hand you see accountants like just like the right hand just punches in the numbers on a calculator or whatever I'm not quite that fast but I'm way faster than dot 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 so I don't know I'm looking to maybe upgrade my setup a little bit I've got a Logitech mouse and keyboard that's made specific for IMAX. And oh, okay. it, you wouldn't know it wasn't a Windows um, keyboard. No, okay. Although it's small like Apple, but it's got all the flow. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, uh, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's got all the right, you know, Mac keys, but it's laid out in windows yeah yeah do you remember when they used to have those uh keyboards that were split at an angle did you ever use those yes i i've used them and it took me forever i mean literally forever i was never really comfortable using it Mm -hmm. but it it took me forever to get as good on it as i was on a regular keyboard yeah um you know they call them ergonomic keyboards but uh and then i've seen my uh the the deputy in charge of my legal office in Florida when I was stationed down there, he had a ball keyboard. 
Really? Not really a ball, but that's what they call it. Yeah. It's like a little mound. No kidding. Yeah, and they're really ergonomic and because you don't ever have to do anything but move your fingers. Yeah. And he had incredibly bad uh, carpal tunnel. Mm-hmm. And after his surgery, he got this thing. He's like, oh, it's so great. And he could type really good on it. And, but I'm like, yeah, that's kind of, kind of yeah. weird. You know, now that you mentioned, I think I remember seeing something like that. That's crazy. Yeah. You remember, you ever used those mouses that had the big ball on top? Yeah. Track ball. Yep. Sure did. Ugh, I don't Back like when, those. uh, uh, like drawing like C plus plus and all that started yeah. to be big. Yeah. You could do that. But, yeah. Um, yeah. It's amazing how far computers have come. Hey, like it is, were- but it's incredibly sad. The uses to which we put them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got this tech. Let's play games. <laughs> Oh, I, you know, just computer gaming computers are just the 19 inch rims of the 2020s. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's back in the nineties, you know, kids going to debt, putting 19s on the car. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. Why? Your rims <laughs> cost $4,000. Your car is $250. Yeah. No kidding. That's funny. The yeah. old Caprice Classics with 30s yeah, on it. Exactly. Really? Spinners. I oh. <laughs> love the spinners. Ah. Spinners know? make me want to throw up in my mouth. Oh, no. I, dude, I love spinners, man. Oh, that's Seriously. just so disgusting. <laughs> you know, when, when Steph and I, we were looking at, when we got married the 22 years ago, uh, I had uh, a, a Volkswagen Golf turbo diesel. And it was, actually, what ended up prompting us to get rid of it is that the turbo seized on it. And it was only like a year or two old. I had 130,000 kilometers. Like I drove a lot. And then, so we were looking at buying a, a Chevy Trailblazer. And at the time I was working California prevailing wage. I was the foreman. Like I was making 65 us an hour and like Southwest airlines was authorizing all the overtime it took. And so I came back and I had cash to buy a brand new car. And so we went and I told Steph, she wanted a, a Chevy Trailblazer. So we bought a brand new Trailblazer. I said, hey, here's the deal. We can buy this Trailblazer, but I'm allowed to put spinners on it. And she goes, okay, fine, whatever. And I was like, yes. So we buy this car. I, I was like, this is a lot of money, man. Like we just, and I just paid cash for it. And the guy at the dealer was like, what do you mean cash? I'm like, paying cash. He goes, where'd you get that money? He's like, that's not your business. I'm paying cash first. I work hard for my money. <laughs> you know, I, I had a lucrative job at the time because I was in a, a millwright union, but Anyways, paid cash. And then I started looking to spinners and everybody's like, man, you better have clean roads all the time or else those spinners aren't going <laughs> to stay spinners for very long. They're going to seize up. So I never ended up getting spinners, but I, I think they're so cool, man. <laughs> like I remember seeing them down Baltimore and it's like guys just driving. They pass you on the highway and their wheels are just moving. Just, you know, one revolution a minute. I'm like, that is the coolest thing ever. Or they'll counterweight them. So it looks like they're never moving. Dude, I thought that was cool. You're not a fan though, hey? <laughs> I'm more than just not a fan. <laughs> um, but What's your yeah. tire size? I'm going to order you some spinner hubcaps from Amazon. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> oh, man. I remember guys doing that here at 
they put the hubcaps on that were spinners and they're like plastic. <laughs> You'd be driving past. I saw one guy's fall off <laughs> right on the road. It's like, that's cool. But, and I'm all for people being able to do whatever they want to. Yep. If you want spinners, you get spinners. If you want a top knot, you go get a top knot. Because if no other reason, it lets normal fathers know who to keep their daughters away from. <laughs> That's true, hey? <laughs> That's true, yep. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Man, we had uh, our minivan. So it's a, I don't know, 2014 Chrysler Town & Country, and it's, it's upwards almost 300,000 kilometers on it. And uh, I had to go pick up a bunch of stuff, Princess Auto this weekend. I noticed one of the chrome trim panels is almost falling off. And, so, and it was pouring. Like, we finally had some decent rain here. And so I come, I was like, oh, shoot, I better get this thing fixed before it falls off and it's gone. And so I um, <laughs> I brought it to the shop, let it sit there for two hours, took air compressor, like blew up behind it, make sure all the water was gone. I put silicone in there and then I taped it. And, um, you know, those telescoping rods for like holding loads in your truck or whatever. Oh, yeah. I got those just lightly pressed just to hold pressure on. It. I'm like, OK, cool. And it sat for three hours. Go to, and then Isaiah needed, he was going to youth group and he needed the, the van. And so go take this stuff off and it just comes out again. I'm like, crap. So I just put some masking tape on it. <laughs> He's like, dad, what are you doing? I was like, it'll be fine. <laughs> He's like, this is embarrassing. <laughs> I'm like, I know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you, I said, just park at the very back of the parking lot, son. That's fine. You wait till everybody else leaves and then you can leave so nobody has to see you. <laughs> It's funny because he's like, he's never driven like a beater before. I mean, I know it's not cool for a kid to drive a minivan, but man, I've, I've driven cars that were like, you couldn't take them to the car wash or else you'd lose half the body, you know, like just absolute beaters. Like my kids haven't done that. <laughs> it was funny. He's like, dad, this is so embarrassing. So I don't have time to properly glue it. I need to figure out what type of adhesive I need because whatever I put on obviously didn't work. It's supposed to be, I just put regular kitchen silicone on. <laughs> and I thought that would hold it just fine. No, didn't. So I need to get that fixed. But <clears throat> always something, hey? It is. So your wife messes around and tries to go to a dental appointment. Yeah. No kidding. That's crazy. So <laughs> that, that, man. <laughs> okay, you got to lay it out for the listeners here. <laughs> so I know the backstory. Yeah, my wife works. Um, we live in central time zone and my wife works in eastern time zone. It's only 40 miles from us is the split and she teleworks three days a week or four days a week. So she's, um, uh, gets off work at two thirty our time, three thirty Eastern. And she's fixing to run out the door to head to a dentist appointment because her, uh, temporary crown came out and, which is going to lead me to another story. Uh, same dentist. I've lost one of two crowns a total of seven times. Oh, well. I don't know where they get their glue, but it ain't good. So anyway, and and the her permanent crown isn't in yet. It uh, won't be until next week. So she's running out uh, to go get that glued back in real quick and uh, – I see her walk out the front door, and then the next thing I see when she passes from the front door window to the 
front of the house window where I can see her again. She's walking backwards screaming, Todd, rattlesnake, Todd, rattlesnake. Oh. I'm like, what? Rattlesnake. So I get up and look, and sure enough, um, you walk out our front door, there's the concrete porch, and then it drops down to our giant uh, bouldered uh, sidewalk. Mm-hmm. And there's a crack in between the, you know, where the porch is and that f- first rock is. Yeah. And he's got his head down in that hole and he's got about a foot of his tail sticking straight up, wow. including the rattle. And I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I walk back, get my uh, snake tongs and my 22 revolver and... Go to shoot him in the head because it's illegal in Tennessee to shoot a rattlesnake unless it poses an imminent threat. And by this point, he was rattling and, you know, wow. posing an imminent threat to my wife, my dog, and me. Yeah. Uh, so he has to go. Yeah. And he has his head where I can't get it readily with the tongs. Mm-hmm. And the worst thing to do is grab a rattlesnake by the tail. Just saying, people. Yeah. Um, unless it's, you know, chill. Yeah. And so I shoot it and unbeknownst to me, there's only one round, one live round left in that stupid gun (laughs) because it is my snake gun. Yeah. And, uh, I guess last year I killed nine copperhead with it instead of 10. Anyway, um, so I shoot it once which made it pull his head back out of the uh, chipmunk hole. And then I grabbed it, but I only got half the diameter of his neck. Mm-hmm. But those are really strong. And uh, I get him to where I can reposition it really fast. So I get a, his hole just under his head in there. And he just goes chill all of, you know, he's not rattling. He's not trying to bite the stick anymore. Hmm. But then I had to readjust it a little bit more to get more of his about from the tip of his nose to where I had the tongue. I want about three inches total. Mm -hmm. So I had to move him a little and, uh, yeah, he just, you know, Tried to bite the aluminum tongs once, and he didn't want to do that again. Ow. Hmm. And then uh, abracadabra, his head disappeared. So. Hmm. That's crazy. How big was it? Three feet at least. Wow. Uh, three feet. That's what I'm calling it. But it had a rattle that was indicative of a larger snake. So, you know, I don't know how much stock you can put into that science, but hmm. I, I believe he had seven rattles plus the one that is the tip. Hmm. So that's crazy. That's a big old rattler. And he didn't look big, you know, but I'm like, when you pick him up with the tongs and you see three feet of snake, you're like, Ugh. he's incredibly skinny, but it is early in the year. Hmm. But he's three feet long, so did you, did you he must have been bigger last year. You know, hmm. he didn't bulk up during the winter. Yeah, 
Have you ever no eaten protein powder? <laughs> What's that? No, he ran out of protein powder. Yeah, yeah. But, Have you uh, ever eaten? Ever eaten a rattlesnake? Uh, years ago, uh, when I lived in uh, Montana, what's it taste like? People were like, oh, it tastes like chicken. Only if the chicken tastes like rattlesnake. Oh. <laughs> now, huh. is it similar to chicken? Only in the way that frog legs are, you know. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, and I would put snake closer to what frog or alligator tastes like mm. than. But it's uh, not quite pungent, but it can see pungent from where it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not in a hurry to do it again. I know how to do it in, in, if I had to survive on it. But, mm-hmm. you know, somebody else asked me this, and he's like, oh, man, did you eat it? Dude, I can afford ribeye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I eating a snake? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can go to a – and I'm not bragging – because I'm 55 and I work 40 years to be able to do this. Um, I can go to a store and buy a hundred dollar steak mm-hmm. and not even blink an eye. Mm-hmm. Now, do I want to do that every day? No. Cause it'd go broke, mm-hmm. but I can do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, huh? That's crazy. You know, and, and it just in 2023, I think if like once or twice a year, you can't go someplace and spend a hundred dollars on a good steak. You need to rethink your priorities in life. Yeah. And what's better is if you know how to cook a good steak, and you get a hundred dollars in raw meat and not prepared steak at a restaurant. Oh my lord! Yeah. You eat on that thing for like two, three meals. Yeah. Yeah, our friend brought over his famous brisket again. Oh, so good. Is this the boiled brisket? The sous vide brisket? You mean? <laughs> oh no, it's vacuum sealed and boiled. But oh, go ahead. Dare you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's good. It's, he did brisket and then pork, and then he is one of those cooking flames. Just I'm telling you, man. I understand. Like it sounds a little gross, a little weird. But if you tasted this, you'd be like, okay, okay, I get, I get it now. So good. And I've had. Um, I don't know. I cannot remember the name of it. I don't even try to get me to. It's a French dish, and it's made with the same meat that a ribeye comes from, but the French don't somehow like ribeye. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I'm sure they do like ribeye, but it's made with the same thing, and it's cooked in the same manner in the you know hot water bath, but that was really good. I mean, incredibly good. It's just still boiled meat. Yeah, I know the thought of it is weird, man. Like, I mean, I can get over the thought. I'm just, you know, joking for the sake of the podcast. But yeah, yeah, you're offending um, Greta. It's also a science to cooking that way. Yeah, you have to have the right meat, the right seasoning, the right stuff. You can't just, you know, put food in a Ziploc bag and throw it in a pot. No, yeah, stop it. Even like, like. Steph kind of took a deep dive and looking into steak and briskets in the sous vide style and so many opinions on how much you trim the meat and this and that because you know and then even how long like some people do brisket for like I don't know 24 hours some people do it for like three days and and different temperatures and this one guy did all these experiments with in a lab and basically you know 
as you cook it, the fat can break down and then it can start infusing the meat. But then he said there's also a point where you can have too much and then it kind of has, it gives the meat like an oily texture. And, you know, where's the right amount? Like we really, really lean out our briskets if we're going to sous vide them because we're not, the thing with sous vide is that you don't lose any of that fat. You know, like if you're on a barbecue, that stuff renders out and, you know, obviously depending on how you're wrapping it and stuff like that, you won't lose all of it, but like it's literally sucked in there and, and no content. You don't lose any fat to like evaporation, you know, content, nothing like that. And, um, but it's funny, I was getting an argument once on, I don't know, not an argument, something on Instagram. And there's this guy who's a, a knife maker for a couple of years and I featured him on viewers knives and, um, we were talking about steaks or something. He's like, oh, you should try sous vide. And I was like, you know what? I said, I've got respect for my taste buds. I've got respect <laughs> for my mouth. I said, there's no way on earth I'm going to boil a perfectly good piece of meat. And, and he, anyways, I, I kind of, I was actually, to tell the truth, I was being a little high on my horse. I was, I was, I was being not mean to him because we were friends and we chatted, but I was kind of, I was acting like I was a little too good for sous vide and sous vide is inferior. And uh, he he was a professional chef at a really high-end restaurant in Germany. <laughs> he sent me a link. He goes, well, I'm the head chef at this steakhouse, and we do a lot of sous vide. He sent me a link, and sure enough, it's him. His picture's there. I'm like, oh, he's like, honestly, it's not that bad. You should try it sometime. <laughs> I felt so stupid. I'm like, ooh. Because, you know, he, I'd, I'd give him tons of tips and stuff like that, and, you know, I helped him a lot to learn how to make knives. And so there's kind of this, like, I'm the teacher, you're the student thing. And I'm like, <laughs> thinking I knew about food. <laughs> I felt so stupid afterwards. Well, literally professional I wish I'd chef. have been on that argument. Was that? I wish I would have been in on that <laughs> argument because yeah. I would have told him, well, I don't care if you're the head chef at a Korean dog food restaurant. Doesn't mean I'm going to trust you. That's right. You're boiling meat. Yeah. But anyway. Have you ever, ever had sous vide? Yeah. Yeah, I quite, I dig it. Like, like, so we'll do steaks, but then I'm, my thinking is I always, on a steak, if I'm going to have a steak, I always want that, the flavor of the caramelization, you know, the sear. And it's a texture thing. It's mm -hmm. a, a lot of flavor thing. too, right? But yeah, that's very where, complex when you start on caramelizing, very mm -hmm. complex flavors. And so the one thing I like about sous vide is like, okay, you can cook it. So everything's a medium and it's so weird like if you cut it without caramelizing like and even though like we'll just fire up the flat top like super hot throw a little bit of oil down and just like 30 seconds aside and it just gets really nice and crispy and dark dark brown and then the weirdest thing i find is you cut it and like from the edge of that crust to the edge of the other crust it is the exact same color throughout you know normally you have that slight transition maybe like a eighth or a quarter of an inch where it's kind of like a brown and then it starts getting into the the pink and it's just like it is strange man it looks weird on the plate i'm like what that doesn't look like a steak i've ever seen but my word you could eat it just eat it with a spoon call it meat candy so good i hope this brazilian barbecue tonight is good <clears throat> it's got pretty good ratings and stuff so but yeah i i had uh um I've had some of the, like the, one of the two Brazilian steakhouses we went to, the one in D.C., Fogo de Chao. It, um, the salad bar and other food bar mm -hmm. was like 
bar none. It you couldn't. I've never seen one. Hell, it had caviar on there. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, oh, <laughs> and I've had incredibly good caviar, some of the best in the world, and no, hmm. it's no nasty. Yeah, never had it. I don't know if I could try it. And I only tried it because you're there and you're being polite, and it's caviar. Mm-hmm. Like, let's see what these rich people are thinking. Ooh, they're thinking they're, you know, they hate themselves, and this is a punishment. That's what this is. Yeah. But anyway, that's crazy. Yeah, no, we're going this. Well, it's actually. So I looked around, and there's a couple of different Brazilian ones, and this one's got the best reviews on, like Google, Open Table. But it's it's a small chain, like it's a company that started. It's called Pampa Brazilian House, and there's a couple other ones. But I don't know. You know what drives me nuts? I was looking at uh, Google at all these Brazilian steakhouses, and you know people can submit their own photos. Everybody puts pictures of dessert. Like there's no pictures of the meat or the, the like the main course meals. It's all these, and they're very nice, fancy looking desserts. I get it. Like. That, sometimes desserts can be very visually impressive and a lot of these ones are but i'm like if i'm going to brazilian steakhouse and i'm going to look at a google review i want to see what the meat looks like <laughs> none of them have pictures of the meat i'm like are you kidding me well, i was a little bit ticked we went to uh when we lived in venezuela we'd go on these road trips and there were these little people do them out of the backyard or out of their garage in a little you call it a restaurant air quotes restaurant but they would basically cook meat on a on a spit and sometimes it'd be right in their front yard they'd just have the chart the coals there and then different types of meat and you'd pull over and they'd just go out there and take a machete probably the same one they were cutting their grass with and uh but man that was some of the best food i've ever had in my life oh so good i loved it whenever we stopped there because it's dirt cheap like you know the whole family could eat for like two dollars and they just paper plates or plastic plates. You'd just sometimes sit on wooden stumps. They'd have like a tarp set up for this little air quote restaurant. Oh man, it was so good. So we'll see how it is tonight. Should be fun though. Oh yeah. Hey, did you ever end up getting a smoke? No. Not yet, eh? No. I was listening to, listen to other podcasts in different parts of the states and kind of along the east coast there. And some of them were like, saying, oh, yeah, it's coming out this way and coming out that way. We, were, we had a nice week and then it came back again. So I step outside, smells like a campfire. But we got a bunch of rain the last couple of days, so things are starting to green up again. So that's nice. But... Anything else going on? No. I'm kind of happy about that. Yep, yep, yep. Got a, had a little, eh, the snake. Yeah, that's enough for a week. Yep. Yeah, I hear you. You know, I've just been. I did uh, price out a. New lawnmower for a uh, lawn tractor for Danette. Yeah. Oh my God. You think these things are gold? Yeah, they're not free, are they? 
No, and they're they're just not not free. <laughs> what kind were you looking at? A, a John Deere. Yeah, yeah. A factory one, not the ones from like Lowe's or Home Depot. Yeah, that's crazy seeing those things there. Yeah, how much are they? Like, so this is like a like a riding tractor with the mower underneath type of deal, not a zero turn. Yeah, correct. So, so what do those things go probably, for these days? They run a good one, you know, good higher to high end, uh, and they all and these are all they all come with no deck. So, oh, like wow. everything with John Deere, is like buying a Harley. You know, mm-hmm. anything you want, add another hundred dollar. You know, yeah. Anyway. Um, eight thousand to fifteen thousand. Oh wow! And fifteen thousand is the high end or top of the line diesel four wheel drive. Oh wow! That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we- mm. But I did pay twelve for my ginormous Kubota zero turn. So yeah, can you get a mower deck for that? I'm sorry, what? Can you get a mower deck for that? For what? For your Kubota or no? It is a mower. Oh, okay. Zero turn lawnmower. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I thought you meant your, your Kubota tractor. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. That that one was 19 when I bought it. Hmm. I just, I bought it right before the, the year before everything went crazy and, you know, everything doubled in value. Yeah. At least from the dealer perspective. Yeah. Yeah, one one uh, I should have sold it then too, but anyway. What do you do, eh? Yeah, my parents had um they left it here for us with us. Um like a John Deere zero turn diesel. And I don't know wanna know what that thing would cost to replace, but it is a nice mower. Well I the one I I don't know which one you have, but I I did a, I priced a John Deere diesel zero turn with a 60 inch deck. And it was over, it was between 20 and $21,000. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. And it's US. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yeah, I don't know. I should look up what model I have. Uh, I don't know what model ours is, but it's it's crazy. It's it's big. Um, like the amount. I don't know what acreage we have of of grass here, but I th- I can do all the mowing in. I want to say an hour and a half to two hours, and it's probably five, maybe six actual acres of actual grass. Like there's basically like a soccer field right beside the shop, and then we've got all the stuff around the house and. This thing just zings, man. Just zoom. It's incredible. I'm curious. I'm actually going to look it up. Something not right now, but I want to find out what that sucker's worth. I need to do a little work to it. Um, the one bummer is like, well, here we have so much, so many poplar trees, and they they give off that poplar fluff, and obviously, like, so the back, you know, it's the back of the mower has like that shroud and it's like a perforated metal for the airflow for the radiator and stuff. I'll be mowing along, mowing along. And if I forget to stop like every, probably every 15 to 20 minutes and take the fluff off, <clears throat> the thing will overheat and it'll just give you a warning. Okay. 
the temperature is too hot and then it'll automatically shut off the mower portion it won't let that run so you can still drive it and then i just park in the barn in the shade let it cool but i will stop and i'll pull off this poplar fluff and it has sucked itself into this shroud that it's about an inch and a half it's like quilt batting like i pull it off like a whole blanket and it's just unbelievable so that's kind of the one i mean that has nothing to do with the tractor but that's just i don't know this poplar fluff is really hard on that thing but i was uh talking to a dude at when i had my zero turn at the dealer last year getting it fixed uh, warranty maintenance so it didn't cost me a thing uh one of the injectors went bad the uh Guy had a diesel version of the one I have in same problem, right? Where, where he mows, uh, gets the mesh screen all clogged up on the outside of the mm-hmm. engine and it over, it'll start overheating. So what he did is he got a hold of a old scuba tank mm-hmm. and a, an old, Fuel rail. Don't know what engine is all. So that's all he said. It's an old fuel rail. And just, you know, made his own fittings and own hose. And he charges up his tank with compressed air. No kidding. And he'll be mowing along. And the fuel rail is in the shape of a V, hmm. inverted V, under the grill. Mm-hmm. And does the same thing as like a dozer that reverses its fan every mm. once in a while. No, okay. it just he'll go just press a little valve, you know, momentarily, and it blows all that stuff out. That's a good idea. He's like, they ain't getting this up for nothing. That's a great idea. And the the guy who was working there, I guess, is related to him somehow. He's like, yeah, until that tank explodes next to your head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> DIY. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah, they were they then they went down the rabbit hole of yeah, you know, farmers engineer everything safe and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dumb ways to die. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Huh. But, you know, if it, you know, if it, it's only temporary unless yeah. it works. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> It's safe if you don't die. Yep. Yeah, pretty much every time I, I take it out, I like before I start, I, I have to blow out the radiator from the back because it's got a nice layer of fluff on it too. But. And I was thinking about doing something like that. What, how would I do it if I was going to do something like that? And I was thinking I would just get one of those uh, square replacement burners for a propane grill. Mm-hmm. You put a little bit of compressed air through that. Yeah, not going to hurt it. That's true, hey. Eh? And yeah. uh, hook it up. I don't know that I would use a scuba tank, but I would definitely use an old fire extinguisher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing wrong with either one, but. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Especially the pressures you put in a scuba tank. Good Lord. Yeah, I don't know what the PSI is when they charge those suckers up. Well, it's over. As far as I can recall, it's over two thousand. So. Oh wow! And your oh, yeah. home air compressor is not going to get anywhere near that. No, no. 
Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, my new air compressor I bought goes up to 180 is where the kicks off at. But the bummer with that is like the the three quarter inch air line that I put in my old shop. It's only rated for 150 psi. But I can just put a pressure reducer on there and then run it. It's one of the things I'd like to do soon. Get some air ran throughout the shop. Oh, I didn't. The whole back of the shop is mine now, Todd. All right. Yeah. Unbelievable. So my dad finished it up last weekend. Swept the whole thing. And he's like, yep, there you go. Got all my junk out. I'm like, yos. And so you've been in the house, what, about a year? Yeah, I'll be a year July 1st. So what I said was you get your shop all set up and then a year later you'll be rearranging it. Yeah, <laughs> you got her. <laughs> yeah, it's, and it's, man, it's, it's so crazy because, you know, even like, I could store stuff in the back, right? Because, you know, I could put, but I tried to, you know, I don't want to have like plywood leaning against something and my dad being like, oh, I need to grab my golf clubs. I'm like, oh, sorry, they're behind on my plywood. You know, so I, I wanted to leave everything of his accessible to him. And there's a few spots like we'd park the boys' dirt bikes because they, you know, didn't inhibit any access to anything. But it was kind of getting to the point where, you know, you do a little project here. I've got some, I have to buy a bunch of plywood for a future project we have coming up. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I'll just lean that here. And then where I ended up putting that was my normal walkway to my lathe. Not a big deal. I can just go behind the stairs and go around that way. But I'm like, as soon as that was done, I went out there. I'm like, okay, I had a different plan for right now, but I'm I'm doing this. And so I just grabbed my my dolly and some furniture dollies and just started moving stuff to the back. It is so nice. Like, oh, I think I'm even going to take all my bicycles out of my office and store them in the back there and then probably put like a leather working bench in my office and then more service area because I want to get up. Like right now we have a, a printer in Steph's office and it's, it's a pain, like printers are cheap i should have one sitting right here you know and have this so like it's a fully functional oh, oh i'm just so stoked i, I had uh, my big outfeed table that i made for my little my little dewalt job site table saw i've got that set up in the middle of the room. like right now i can go into my shop and i can cut boards and i could cut a sheet of plywood and i could turn on my router both of my sanders and i don't have to move a single piece of equipment I'm just like, this is the, this is the best. I was in the middle of cutting some signs. Steph's like, oh, I need these signs real quick. And so I grabbed a 12 footer. I've got a bunch of, you know, boards stored there, start cutting. And I got the, all the signs that she needed. I made a few extra and I still had half of a board sitting there. I'm like, you know what? I'm literally just going to leave this sitting on, <laughs> on this chop saw. Cause I don't need it. I don't, you know, and I'm like, chances are tomorrow there'll be another couple signs I got to whip up and just to be able to leave it there and then walk. And it's like, Nothing is inhibited. Like I can do any car maintenance I want. Like even when I brought the van into the shop, I just brought it in, parked it, and I could have, oh, it's insane, man. Like it's insane. Got the forklift in there. I could bring the, in the wintertime, I'll bring the Bobcat. and oh, I, I could probably park five cars in that shop right now and have room to work on all of them simultaneously. It is crazy. Every time I go in there still, I get giddy. I just walk in and my, I just, I'm like, oh man, look at this. This is nice. Oh, it's fantastic. And it, the nice thing is it's super cool in the shop because it's all concrete, right? Like we had yep. a couple days, we were at 33 degrees on so Wednesday. And for us here, that's like melt your face off. And uh, what is that Fahrenheit? This thing isn't telling me. 
But anyways, it's so cool in the shop. It was like 63 in the shop. I'm like, this is great. So I'm loving that. I got I haven't made a video about it yet, but it's fantastic. Uh, 90, we're at about 92 Fahrenheit here the other day. So that's pretty warm. Yep. And then this morning we were 44 when I woke up. So we got quite the old fluctuations. <clears throat> but yes, yes, yes. Well, that's probably ought to be getting to it. To work, to stuff. Stuff. Yep, right on. Any big plans for the weekend? Uh in laws are gonna come out um for Father's Day. Oh, right on. Right on. Happy Father's Day to you on Sunday. Yeah. Already got my gift from my dog. <laughs> right on. <laughs> right on. Cool. Yeah, this was a good show. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Good rattlesnake snort. If I could talk a rattlesnake story. God, I don't have to deal with that, man. <laughs> but you know what? I guess it's good. If you deal with that and you're allowed to have handguns, kind of kind of figures itself out hey yeah but cool and thanks to everybody for listening appreciate it and uh yeah you guys have a great weekend there todd it's always good having our old podcast appreciate hey, you it too, and a happy father's day to you right on thank y'all and happy this, anniversary yes, happy thanks. belated birthday to staff yeah thank you and foster's birthday was yesterday yeah <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> june is insane it's a blah, 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 blah. Yeah, we, we buy probably buy more presents and stuff in June than we do at Christmas time. But uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I bought, sorry, I bought my son a little crossbow. Not anything like that's it's a kid's one. But dude, man, at 20 yards, it launches these bolts into our archery target like four inches. It is wow. the coolest thing. Just and he can cock it himself. So cool. Man. I kind of want one. <laughs> like for shooting gophers, they would just kill him like that. Oh, hell yeah. But. He's only, only bummer is he's uh, said he has to be super. I can't just shoot it myself. I'm like, no, crossbows are, they make me nervous. If this was a regular bow, you can do what you want, but you can store that energy and keep it there. And at the flick of a switch, it goes off and you may not be ready for it. So it's, it's like, a, it's like, I, I told him, I said, we're treating it like it's a real gun because it acts the same way. Yep. So cool, man. Will you have yourself a good weekend and a good week? Yeah, you too. We'll talk to you on Friday. All right.